everywhere I look, everywhere in movies and TV shows and news headlines and inside my own family and inside families everywhere, I see one very common theme. We struggle with communication as a culture. It is so difficult. And the best movie storylines, of course, are often based off of a simple miscommunication. So what can we do with communication to strengthen our family? We have these beautiful Christian homeschooling families and we truly need to have a beautiful bond through communication that will make our family strong for this, to, to stand the storms, to withstand the test of time, because we want this strength. We are pouring into our family the way that we are because we want this strength to pass down, not just to our children, but to our children's children and their children. So today I'm going to cover active listening just a bit more with you because it is so key and critical to having a really high quality communication with your family. Let's dive in. Hey mamas, welcome to Her Home and Heart podcast. Do you want balance in your home life and peace in your heart at the end of each long day? Do you want to let go of feelings of failure because you've yelled at the kids again despite promising yourself and God you'd stop? I'm Katie. I'm a homeschooling mom who also had little kids and wanted to create a thriving home environment. In this podcast, you'll find resources for holistic living, heart connection with your family, and homeschooling so that you won't wake up to regret one day. Even if you have outside-the-box learners or your own health challenges, you'll find support here. Breathe deeply, grab a coffee, and let the kids go play, because it's time for you to find peace and fulfillment that you've been longing for. Let's go! Throughout our children's lives, they're going to need certain skills, and communication is one of the most important skills children can have. Let me give you a story, a short example. I have heard many times about elderly adults who have had a stroke. Before the stroke, they are completely fine. They can tell you what they want. They can tell you what they like. They can tell you a joke. They function the way they always did. They have the stroke. They go into the hospital. They can no longer speak. While later, they'll say, well, when I recovered, I was able to explain my experience. This has actually happened over and over again. But when those people who have recovered from the stroke and are able to speak again can explain what it was like, they will tell you, while I was unable to communicate, people talked about me like I wasn't here, right in front of me, right in the room where I was. They would say things that I couldn't even refute. They would say things that weren't correct or weren't true, or they'd make decisions for me. That I'm sitting there and I'm still completely, you know, in my mind, a healthy person. I could understand every word, but I just couldn't say it. Well, it's it shows the power of communication, right? If you are treated totally differently, you're not given a decision anymore. You are no longer in charge of what's happening to you because you cannot communicate. It helps to enlighten us as to the power of communication and proper communication skills. The number one reason for divorces is miscommunication over finances between a husband and wife. It's not the finances themselves. It's the miscommunication over finances. So communication is vital to our family health. It's vital to our human, just human being, like status as a human being. So I love communications. It was my, it was my degree in college. It is, it is so exciting to me to talk to you about this because using these simple tools in your family can strengthen you 
and help you to enjoy this journey in so many ways. So I want to talk about seven little ways that we can use active listening, which I've spoken about in one other episode already, to help strengthen our family communication inside of our homeschooling families, to help make sure that our children grow up into people who can accurately communicate their needs, their wants, their desires. This will help them get better jobs. It will help them have better relationships with their coworkers, with their spouse, and with their children. The power of communicating effectively is absolutely incredible. I mean, really, if you look back to the source, it says about God, you know, that he used words to create everything. And so words are so powerful. So what can we do to enhance communication in our lives and in our children's lives? Number one, set aside a dedicated time for communication. It it doesn't even have to be a long time. If you want to, it can be an actual sit down every week. Some people will plan family meetings and the kids know what to expect. They know it's going to happen in a systemized way. Other families are just more, you know, free spirited and kind of do it on the fly. That is fine. But just find a time every single week, ideally, to just communicate as a family. It can be a family meeting. It can be during mealtimes. We like to do it daily. We actually enjoy just seeing how everybody um, is doing every day. All right, number two, explain what active listening is to your children. So we need to actually teach our family members about the importance of the idea of active listening. What is active listening? Because it makes you very effective in communication. You need to explain to your children and your spouse, if they don't understand, of course, in a very sweet and humble way, (laughs) that active listening involves giving your full attention to the person speaking and understanding their perspective. The third thing we can do to enhance communication in our family is actually to demonstrate active listening. Go model it. Before you try to teach it to anybody else in your family, do it first. We know that our children always will do what we do before they do what we say. It's just a fact, right? (laughs) We all know that. And so the more that we model something in front of our family, the more likely they are to catch on, even without us saying something. Just model it by actively listening to them when they speak. Give them your full attention, maintain eye contact, and try not to interrupt them. With little kids, something very effective. It took me a long time to figure this out, but thankfully, my mom, she taught kindergarten and so I did see her and of course my all my favorite Mr. Rogers they modeled this for me enough that I finally figured out kneel down when you're talking to a little kid and just get at their level and let them talk to you and just gaze into their eyes and listen and even if it's about their toy or something that doesn't make any sense they will feel seen and heard and valued and that's going to create a bond that you will be so glad that you did. Before we continue with today's chat, I want to sincerely invite you to come over to Facebook and join our group and our community. I would love to carry a conversation with you over there and interact with you and have you get to know the other beautiful families that are inside of our private community. Go to the description. You'll see a link at the very bottom where you can easily click and go ahead and join our group. I look forward to seeing you inside. All right, number four, encourage your family members. Once you've demonstrated it yourself, encourage them to practice active listening. You can practice them, uh, you can have them practice it, sorry, (laughs) while you have those specific 
intentional communication times laid out. You can actually walk them through steps. We do that with our kids. You know, especially with conflict resolution between siblings, we teach them the biblical steps for conflict resolution, how that's supposed to work. And we have a few things that we'll have them each say and do to really get down to an authentic, actual, heartfelt apology, not just something that's, you know, to get the situation over with. You can just gently walk them step by step through practicing active listening. You can teach them to repeat back what they've heard to make sure that they've understood the speaker's perspective, for example. That's one really simple way, you know, and you can be involved in that as parents, we are to be the facilitator of these things that our children don't know. And then when they leave our home, they're so much more well-equipped. All right, so let me review the first four really quick before I give you the next three. Set aside dedicated time for communication. Explain active listening. Demonstrate active listening yourself. Encourage your family members to practice it, and you can help them help them practice. Little kids don't know any of this. Sometimes us adults don't even know any of this, right? Otherwise, there wouldn't be so much conflict out there in the world all the time. All right, number five, use open-ended questions. We were walking as a family just, uh, I think, a week or two ago. We walk all the time, so I think this conversation happened a week or two ago, and we were actually discussing with the children what open-ended questions are and how how powerful they are in engaging people in conversation who may not otherwise be natural speakers or who may not naturally be communicators. And um, how much fun it can be when you ask an open-ended question because you don't really know what you're going to get. <laughs> so encourage your family members to ask open, open-ended questions because you'll gain better understanding of the speaker's perspective. It's something other than a yes-no question. It's something other than a you know, multiple choice. It's, it's something where they really are, the speaker is encouraged to give a more detailed response. So that leads to more effective communication. Number six, practice empathy. Just encourage your family to put themselves in the other person's shoes. This is so important and honestly can be kind of fun. (laughs) As a mom, I would frequently put my children as a character in a story. So I would tell them a story back. If they were having a conflict, maybe they had done something that was not correct to their sibling or their friend, and they were upset about the response of the sibling or the friend, I would tell them a story about some kid who had this issue, and they were always surprised because then they could identify themselves in the story, and they could see the right and the wrong. But when they're in it and embroiled in the emotion, not thinking clearly, they couldn't see it. So it really helps to step back and help them put themselves into the speaker's or into the other person's shoes. It's, it's really effective. And you can ask them, like, think through how you would feel if you were in the same situation. But sometimes when they're emotional, they can't do that. And it helps to reframe it in a story that's outside of themselves. Using animals as the characters really does help because then the children, it takes longer for them to figure out which character they are. <laughs> so anyway, that's a, a really um, effective tip on ways that we've done that here. Okay, the last thing, provide positive feedback. After the family member has practiced active listening, you've walked your kids through it, you know, just praise them. It doesn't have to be perfect. We are not looking for perfection. I don't do it perfect. My husband does not do it perfect. You don't do it perfect. Nobody here is going to ever communicate perfectly. We just aren't. But we can be positive and find the good in the little baby steps that we're making. We can recognize each other's effort and recognize the benefits that active listening really had in making our family feel united. We will frequently say, um, years ago, I had read a book somewhere and it talked about the family feeling. And often 
I would ask my children, okay, well, let's assess, you know, this activity. Like, how does it make our family feel? What's the family feeling that we have right now? Do we feel good? Did this um, situation make us feel good? Sometimes, yes, it really did. Sometimes, no, it really didn't. And so um, focus on, you know, praising them when it feels good. And when it doesn't, when there's a situation that does not create a positive family feeling, that's a teaching moment. You don't have to take it personal. That was hard for me in the beginning. I really struggled. Like, is you know, is my children's disobedience reflecting on me? Because the culture teaches us that it does, but it does not. We are here to steward our children, to teach and to train them, but only they can make their ultimate decisions. Just continue to lead them, encourage them, praise them when they do it right, and just look for the positive little baby step wins. So I hope that's helpful. Let me quickly go back over the list. Set aside a dedicated time for communication. Explain active listening to your family. Demonstrate it yourself. Always work on it yourself first before you try to create anybody else, you know, motivate anybody else. You do it first. Then encourage them to after you've already demonstrated it and explained it. Use open-ended questions, practice empathy, and provide positive feedback. I hope this has helped you. These communication tools are so valuable. They have such a long lasting impact and I believe that they will bless your family richly beyond any kind of worldly riches to have this deep bond and trust and love between your family members and the safety, knowing that you can be you, that you are safe to be you when you are home with your family. That is a treasure. That is what we believe when we think of the word home. It's to be seen and understood and loved for who we are, right? So we have the opportunity as parents to give that to our children. And so that's a blessing that the Lord has gifted us as stewards of this wonderful family that we have. So have a wonderful week and I will talk to you again soon. Are you tired of home feeling like a chaotic war zone all the time? What if you had an ecosystem in place for you to feel not only peaceful, but productive as you train up your children in the way that they should go? What if you could homeschool in a way that is authentic to you and right for your children while knowing that you are doing the thing that God called you to do? As a mom of five kids, I've been able to create and maintain a peaceful environment despite the multiple disabilities among some of the children and the huge challenges that our family has faced. I'd be so honored to walk with you on your journey to creating a peaceful, thriving home environment. If you'd like to discover your number one roadblock to peace at home and to get started on the path to overcoming that. Let's book a mentorship session together. The link is in the description and I would be so genuinely honored to listen to you and to have the opportunity to help you get that plan in place to begin overcoming your number one roadblock. Thanks for listening and spending time with us today. If you know anyone who could benefit from my mom's podcast, please share it and leave a review so others can find us too. See you next time.